Okay, well, listen, uh, I think we'll start. And so uh, thank you everyone uh, for joining us. Um, I can see Damodor down in uh, the audience. It's so nice to have you again. Uh, thank you all for joining. Uh, today we'll uh, move on uh, with the, three con uh, the third um, uh, section of um, Mundaka. And uh, so far we've gone through uh, each canto in uh, in two separate parts, and uh, today we'll start third. Uh, uh, Aurobindo is uh, has been uh, good enough to uh, post the PDF so that you can follow along. So we're starting uh, today at 3.1. Um, we're blessed to be able to have this interaction, to be able to have a master uh, speak the words of the Upanishads, and then uh, to be able to reflect and talk about those. And then uh, we'll be able to, at the end, uh, raise hands, ask specific questions about uh, uh, this Upanishad or if it relates to, uh, you know, the narrative and the subject matter. Uh, we can have a, a discussion here. And then when we're completed, we'll, uh, we'll shut this room down and save the, uh, the replay. Uh, so anyone who wants to come back and, and listen to it again uh, for, for greater insight. You'll be welcome to, and then we'll open up a, another room uh, to have a, another uh, lively discussion on uh, um, any topic uh, under the sun. So uh, for now, I'll turn it over. Uh, Bindo, you want Nityaji to open uh, with chatting? Uh, no, I'll be playing that uh, uh, Ganesha Suktam. Okay, so Nityaji will make the conclusion. Uh, of summary of the today's uh, five mantras, which I am going to explain, she will do the summary of that. Okay, let us start now. Namaste, all. We are continuing with our Muntaka Upanishad mantras and their explanation. The brief explanation which will give interest to all of us to pursue for the in-depth study of the Upanishad and it's not only this Upanishad, all the Upanishads which have very deep meanings of their own. So as usual, let me start with my prayers to the Guru Parampara. Om Namo Brahma Divyo, Brahma Vidya Sampradaya Kartrabhyo, Vamsa Rishibhyo, Mahadyo Namo Gurubhyaha Shankaram Shankaracharyam Keshavam Badarayanam Sutra Vashikritav Vande Bhagavandav Punapunaha Ishwaro Guru Ratmedi Murti Veda Vibhagine Vyomavatyapta Dehaya Dekshinamurta Yenamaha Om Badram Karne Vishrunuyama Deva Badram Pashe Makshavir Yajatraha Tirei rangai tushtu vagum sastanubihi Vyashema deva hitam yadayuhu Sostina indro vridhashravaha Sostina pusha vishavedaha Sostina stakshu arishtanemihi Sostino brihaspadir dadatu Om shanti shanti shantihi Adi Om
So we have seen that in the previous session last Friday that the effect of the Paravidya, because we all know that this, the whole Upanishad starts with Shavanaka asking Angirasam, Yasminu Bhagavo Vitnyade Sarvamidam Vitnyadam Bhavadi. Please teach me in which knowing does the knowing of everything exist. So for that which the Master said, Dve Vidye Vedidabhi. He asserts that both has to be understood. What is para and what is apara? Now apara is all mundane uh, education or mundane knowledge which we get in the sense that other than the param purusha, the knowing or the way in which we one can know the absolute, that alone is para. The rest of everything, including what is in the Vedas, Upanishad, and the Angas, Vedangas, and other our more our normal day-to-day learning, which we learn from our experiences, everything comes from that only. So, having explained that, then he also explained why the karmas or the Vedic karmas, which have been followed by those who are following the Vedas have very tricky situation where, you know, the result of it are most of them are not immediately tangible. Most of them are after death. And whatever this is even done for the Iha in this world, that also do not seem to be fructifying for all the people. There can be either some lacuna or not being done properly not selecting the time and the space properly. There are so many conditions for those things which have to be performed. So those who have been doing this for eons or ages or many lives, they have come to a conclusion that Pariksha Lokan Karmachidan Brahmana Nirveda Maya Nasya Krutakrutena. Those who have been doing Karmachidan means all those who have been following this karma. Pariksha, after having scrutinizing these karmas and their they have nirveda maya. They came to a detachment of that karma akritakritena. That what cannot be achieved by a action can never be, should be, never should be, you know, pursued by action. Because knowledge is not an effect of karma. Knowledge is self-revealing. Its nature itself is to reveal itself. And no karma or no sadhanandaram or means anything following that can never give rise to knowledge. For knowledge, you need to do the shravana manana nididhyasana, which is the main methods in which it is not an action. It is not an action by itself. The Shravana Manana Nididhyasana is removing the impediments for the knowledge to shine. So having that explained all those things in the previous uh, Pada, Manomaya Prana Sharira Neda Pratishto Anne Hrudayam Samnidaya Tat Vitnyanena Paripasyan Didira Ananda Rupam Amrudam Yadvivadi 
yad vibadi that which shines in which form ananda roopam amrutam it is the showing that the bliss of immortality dira dimantaha the wise men paripashyanti they they realize it in their bosom what tasya vijnanena tad vijnanena by the knowledge of that they realize that 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 what we are searching for is of the nature of ananda and immortal in nature and on the knowledge knowing of that when that vivadi that shining takes place the atma prakasha or the suprakasha shines itself then what happens is that vidyade hrudaya grandhi chityande sarvasamshaya shiyande chasya karmani tasmin drishte paravare in the paravare the cause and effect that tas karmani that is the what is the nature of the karma cause and effect in that they find that knowing this is tas shiyande karmani shiyande all the actions and the karmas and karma phalas get nullified and how does it do that by removing sarva samshaya all the doubts regarding the reality of the nature of things or real reality of every every atom in this world including themselves and that some sarva samshaya when it is removed all the doubts when it is removed what happens is that hridaya grandhi vidya hridaya grandhi here it shows that it is a knot of the heart the heart is entangled in the enjoyment of the sensual objects and that knot which keeps the heart reveling back again and again in those sensual organs that gets broken up it is finding something superior where it doesn't have to go ek for the up and down of that that is why it is amrutam and brahmayon and amrutam and ananda roopam that amrutam ananda roopam is not which go, goes for wax and wane of nature whereas everything else by the hridaya grandhi is of the nature of ups and down waxing and waning of that chidyande and this is happening by the clarity or the you know destruction of all the doubts which we had till then about what the real nature of reality then then the next mantra before concluding the before mantra before the last word hiranmaye pare koshe virajam brahma nishkalam tat shubram jyotisham jyoti tat atmavido viduhu atmavit those who knew their own nature or their own reality such a person is called atmavit and they knew viduhu that means the moon as the upanishad itself is saying that when you know you yourself the knowledge with which you you are made of or the awareness which is your name on jyotisham jyoti that is the light of all no all light that pure shubram nishkalam and that is where the brahma vidu vidu in that purity of knowledge because knowledge without object is a pure knowledge and every knowledge with the objectified knowledge has the contamination of the object by its qualities nama rupa and the adjectives or the visheshanas we are the specialities of the object but knowledge by itself in purity of the knowledge which is called the jyoti shantat jyoti in that the light of all lights then the question can come how does that light of all light how can you say that 
to explain that only the next mantra says na tatra suryo badina chandra tarakam nema vidyato badhi kutoyamagni tameva bandam anubadi sarvam satya basa sarvam idam vibhati that is the jyotisham jyoti what we are talking about that light of light all lights in which the sun becomes sun the moon becomes moon the stars become stars the lightning becomes light even this insignificant lights which we are seeing on the surface of the earth they are what to talk about them even they become known only in that knowledge tameva bandham anubadi sarvam only when that light of awareness shines on everything everything else shines by itself their shining is there only when the atma or the knowledge of the suprakasha that the knowledge when shines on the sun the sun becomes known the knowledge when shines on the moon the moon becomes known like that everything sarvam idam vipadi and idam means everything what you call it as other than the knowledge by itself including our mind body intellect the sarva in, even that is known to us it is shining in the knowledge my mind is shining in my knowledge them i know my mind and my thoughts my intellect and the thought process i know my body its vagaries i know everything is known in that so tasya vasa sarvam idam vibhati in that light everything else is is shining and to conclude that portion of the last this thing the what's a brahma eva is amrutam that brahma and that amrutam what we are talking about amrutam and amrutam anandu roopam yadvipati that is brahma eva that is what is called the brahma brahma brahman in english if you want if we even we say it in english it is brahman brahma eva amrutam purasta brahma in the front what you see of you is brahma pashchat what you is there behind you is brahma dakshinata uttarata sorry your left and your right adascha is the bottom and the urdham or and the top that means there is no place where brahma is not shining brahma eva vidam vishyam idam varishtam this supreme brahma varishtam brahma is the entire vishyam what we call it as the world of experiences without no knowledge or awareness the world itself doesn't exist therefore the vishyam idam the entire prapancha or the entire cosmos or entire world of experiences is existing because asya basa that knowledge of brahman or knowledge which is there in everything it is not that it is shining something outside its its mere existence itself is the exhibition of its own existence of awareness and knowledge i exist is my experience my ex- experience of iness is my existence and i know that i exist by my existence same way every atom in this world exists because it has an existence and awareness therefore brahma eva idam vishyam this entire this cosmos or entire world of experiences is nothing but that brahma which is nothing but satchitanandam satyatnyanam anandam brahma that is varishtam the supreme most
Now, having sold all those things, we are taken back by the Rishi to where we started. This Rivya Mundagam is in the form of a Palasruti. Even though some of the commentators, including Shankara, has taken it as an explanation of continuation of the last father. But if you closely scrutinize that, it is giving us a different aspect of how a Jeevan Mukta and how an ordinary person is to be seen by us and what are the benefits of the person who has known this Brahma Vida Vidu is what has been explained in the previous father, previous uh, section. That, what does, how does he look or how does he behave or how is he appearing to ordinary people like, you know, when we see Ramana Maharshi or Nisargadat Maharaj or Ramakrishna Varmasa or any of those realized souls, we have a, a, a feeling of how can they be like that. We do not know what is the experience of that person who himself, we call it as a guru or an atmavid. And from our point of view, how do we know him? To get a glimpse how this is in the world is the next mantra. Dvav Suparna Sayuja Sakhaya Samanam Riksham Parishaswa Jate Tayoranya Pippalam Swadati Anasnan Anyo Apichakashiti. Now Dwa Suparna, it is comparing the one who has Atmavit and the one who is not Atmavit or ordinary Karma Chita Loka. So comparing between these two, the Upanishad says that there are two people, two Suparna, two birds. Sayuja Sakaya, in the, in the same, you know, vicinity or in the same place, like you can say, as two children of the same parents or two human beings sitting side by side in the world of dim and, and, and the din and shore of the worldly life, or wherever you say, Samana Vriksham Parishwasa Jade. In the same Vriksham, here Vriksham can be taken as in is the traditional ex, uh, commentators have taken Vriksham as Shariram. Whereas we can see that Urdu Mula Matashagam Ashwattam Prahuravyayam, that Katopanishad mantra, which describes the world. In the same world, some in the same branch, that means in the same human form. The branch can be taken as human form. Parishaswa jade. That is why what is the when Parishaswa jade means clinging to the branch. That means clinging to the body. That means identifying with the physical body. What happens? Pippalam swadati. One of the two is enjoying the Atti means Adh Bakshane. Atti means he is the one who is enjoying. Pipalam means here the relishing of the fruits of action, karma, karma palas. 
Tippalam has another meaning also, is like Maiduna, the sensual organs also, so enjoyment in that is also can be called Tippalam. So one who is relishing in the physical, sensual enjoyment is one. Tayoranyaha. And one, uh, the other one, by the same time, Anasnan, he is not, en- he is not eating anything. It means he is not engaging himself in the worldly matters. And he is Abhishakachiri means he big, remains as a mere witness or an observer looking upon what the other people, other person who is so engrossed in eating the or sensual, sensually enjoying in the world outside. This is the picture which is given. Now, if we look very closely in the first pada or the first section, the teacher has said that Dwe Vidya Vedita Vye Paracha Aparacha. Now here the one who has learned para is the Anasnan Abhishaka Chiti, not at all involved in enjoyment of the world outside because he has developed Parishalogan Karmachitan Brahmanan Irveda Maya, the Nirvedatum or the detachment which he has developed. And he is the one who has seen that Vidyade Chidra Gandhi Shiyande Chasya Karmani Paravare. He has already seen beyond what is that limitation of the sensual enjoyments and what is that, what is his real nature. So he is no more identifying with the physical body even though he is in the appearance of a physical body. That is why Suparna, Dwal Suparna. His body is the same as the other but there is no difference. A Jivan Mukta or the ordinary person, if you see that there is no difference between the physical body. The thing is that one is due to his interest in the sensual organs or sensual enjoyment or the fruits of action of his karmas. He keeps in relishing in on that while the other one is not engaged in any activity. He is just observer, Abhishaka Shiti. He keeps observing the other one. Anasnan, he is either neither, he is neither interested in eating it or enjoying the fruits of the action or, or even though he can share the fruits with others, he is not at all. Yadecha Lava Sandrushta, what the Gita says now. Whatever comes as by accident, he, he, he lives upon that. He has no interest in engaging himself in the karma and karma palas and the enjoyment. So the, the two words are in representing the two aspects of para and aparavidya students or the one who have completed the study of that. The aparavidya one gets into the karma yoga and the karmas of the Vedas and the, and he, he goes in the cycle of birth and death for the karma and karma bala, whether he goes to sorga loga, brahma loga and comes back. Whereas the one who followed the paravidya, after having broken Vidyade Hridaya Grandi and all those things when he has done it, he has identified himself with his that Suprakasha, Tasyavasa Sarvamitam Vivadi. So he understood that it is my, it is, that is my nature. So he is no more interested in anything else because that, that light, Suprakashata is shining in him always. Therefore he becomes a mere witness to the things which is happening around him. Then the next mantra says, Samane Vrikshe Purusho Nimagna Anishaya Shojati Mukhyamana 
ജുഷ്ടം യഥാ പശ്യ അമീശമസ്യ മഹിമാനം ഇതി വീതശോക സമാനേ വൃക്ഷേ പുരുഷ നിമഗ്ന അനിശായ ശോചതി മുഖ്യമാണ് ജുഷ്ടം യഥാ പശ്യതി അന്യം ഈശം അസ്യ മഹിമാനം ഇതി വീതശോക വട്ട് സിറ്റ്സേ സമാനേ വൃക്ഷേ ഇൻ ദ സെയിം ട്രീ ഹിയർ പുരുഷ ഡസൻ മീൻ ദ ബ്രഹ്മൻ ഓർ ദ ബ്രഹ്മൻ ഓർ ദ the uttama purusha or the supreme purusha he is just talking talking about that purishayanat purusha one who is embodied nimagnaha completely immersed anishaya helplessly shochati mukhyamana deluded by the when such a person there are the purusha here in that in the same tree or in the same world one who is completely immersed helplessly and grieves when the delude because of the delusion he gets again and that so to the happiness and sorrow he never knows that every happiness is accompanied by sorrow or every sorrow will have a happiness he is neither able to come out of the cycle of the activity and its fruits and results therefore he is deluded and because of the delusion he is helpless yada pashyati that person when he sees the anyam that one who is the other one which is anasnan avishagasiti without eating and looking upon him he is as if jushtam he is a paramatma or a jushtam here the, the, the even though the word meaning is paramatma here you should take it as the supreme or the one who is superior to the one who is deluded or where he is more having that self control on why ishanam his name is isham isham means the lord of control he is of all he he has a control on his own sense organs and his intellect and everything even though he is sitting in the samana vriksham in the same din and door of the world of the mundane world where things are attractive or you are being forced into the rat race or anything he being uh, having a superior mentality control over his own indriyas and the intellect and all in and he knows the glory of his own nature asya bhasa sarvam itam vibhadi he knows that nature this is seen by the other person like we seeing a brahmatnyani or a guru when we see and we talks when he talks about him we see that that words which he conveys is a conviction and that experience is something which we cannot fathom when we see and listen to his words so that one helpless and deluded by the shokas when he sees this person in the same samana vriksham in the same tree and looking at the glory in which way he is not getting deluded he is not getting sorrow he is not getting happy he is always in a in a state of tranquility and he is vida shoka because that person has no sorrows whereas the one who is deluded by the uh, changes or in the in the of the world and the phalam pippalamatti uh, or the in the eating of the sensual uh, f- fruits of action he is always in the shoka whereas this one who has anasnan abhishagashiti he is an isham he is a controller of his own complete control he is a master of his own 
and he, therefore he is vita shokaha he has no sorrow of his own he is always happy or amritam no anandam amritam is the swarupa he has understood that is his nature so he is see, seeing a higher glory in himself therefore he is not attracted by the the you know worldly pleasures which have got a beginning and end anitya vastu and therefore he is not at all getting involved seeing the nature of the other bird the bird which is deluded gets pashyati when he sees that he gets tempted and he follows that each the other bird how to become free from that so here is an an, an introduction to only the phalashruti not only phalashruti or the fruit of studying that paravidya it also tells us that even if we are today in a din and door of the world or mundane world deeply immersed in all our sorrows and commitments and all other things these harbingers or these lighthouses which are the tnyanis which who are living within among us among the in this world they are the one whom who should be you know attracting us and to so to see what how they have achieved that and to that the next mantra says yada pasya pasyate rukmavarnam kartaramisham purusham brahmayoni tada vidwan punyapape viduya niranjanam paramam samyam upaiti yada pasya pasyate when pasyate recognizes dukmavarnam here is that to show that his presence itself is eluding that knowledge or awareness which is his nature that is the pasyah the the purusher who has seen his own nature the knower who has known himself seeing his rukmavarnam that that knowledge which is coming out of him this first we are able to identify that he is the he is also he almost like isham the kartaram the controller and kartaram who who here is the kartaram is not the doer of the mundane works here is the one who is the creator itself who is the creator here the purusham is that purusham which is beyond the brahma yoni even the creator has come from that the creator the brahma the chaturmuga brahma or the hiranyagarbha who has come from the world for was the first pradamaja who has come and created everything this person who has learned the paravidya has identified himself recognizes himself as that knowledge which is the knowledge there in the hiranyagarbha and the purusham from where that creator has come so that is the way in which the the mantra of the upanishad say tad vidwan the wise the one punya pape viduya niranjanah taintless wiping out the punya and papa and the taints of karma because karma leaves a taint on us because karma is followed by karma phala so karma is is creating a vasana and the vasana is leading leading us to do the 
karma phala chasing. So that is a taint which is saying, but Niranjana is the one which is without that. Paramam Samyam Upaisi, he attains the unity. This one who has now seen that the beauty of the other bird who is sitting there in the same world, he follows him, he understands his, he also follows the Paravidya and thereby attains the oneness with the same person. That means here it is the the Paravidya who has phone and Jivan Mukta, he becomes a attracting mud because of his shining nature of his knowledge which comes out of his his expressions. All are getting attracted to Satya. So we this we all know that. But how you know we are all uh, you know getting around Mahatmas and get attracted towards them, their words are wisely words are the one. That is what is called the Rukma Varnam here, the golden colored means the golden words of the Mahatma or the Jivan Mukta. When he takes, he by listening, just listening to that, one can wipe out the Punya and Papa and can become taintless because you will stop identifying yourself with the limited individuality and thereby we will be attracted towards that knowledge which is eluding from the Brahmatnyani or the Jivan Mukta. And then Pranohi Esha Yah Sarvabhutai Vibhati Vijanan Vidwan Bhavadev Na Ativadi Atma Kreda Atma Rati Kriyavan Yesha Brahma Vidam Varishta. Now Atma Kreda Atma Rati Kriyavan Yesha Brahma Vidan Varishta. What does D say that? Atma Kreda. To play, you need something other than yourself. But this one who has studied the Paravidya and who has identified himself as his nature is Atma and Sarvam Kalidam Brahma, everything he sees, everything is in himself as himself. He, even though he is engaging in the world, he doesn't engage with the differentiality of the mind that I am engaging with the world outside. He is engaging Atma Kridabhat. That he is playing with himself. Atma Rati. He is engaging in with himself. Not only he engages with the world outside as himself. He also plays or enjoys being in the world outside. Because he do not see that anything is separate from him. Atma Sarvam Kalvidam Brahma. Aham, aham Brahmasmi. Everything is I am that. That is the nature of the person who is Atma Kreda, Atma Rati. And he, even though he is engaged in his actions, Brahma Vidam Varishta, he still remains. He is the one who realized and the Supreme One realized because he cannot be dethroned from the state of everything. The dethroning can come only when he thinks that there is something lower than him. There is nothing higher. Purastat, Paschat, Dashinata, Uttarata, Urdham, Purva. All the places he is seeing himself only. Left, right, forward, backward, upper, niche. All those places he, other than himself, there is nothing else. So for such a person, there cannot be a, a fall from that status. Therefore, he is Brahma Vidyam Varishta. He is the supreme most or the topmost of the one who has identified himself. How does he does that? 
பிராணஹ பிரம்மன் ஏஷஹீஸ் பிரம்மன் ஹூ சர்வபூதை அண்ட் ஆல் தூத விபாதி தட் இஸ் விச் இஸ் மேக்கிங் ஹிம் பிரம்ம வித்யாம் வரிஷ்டா ஹீஸ் சர்வபூதை விபாதி he is seeing that how i am knowing myself the every object which is expressing itself is the same knowledge with which i call it as a different object is no more a different object only by the name and form it may be having a different name and form the reality of that substance is nothing but the same existence which i say i exist and i know is i know is that the same expression by the any object which by experience expressing itself when it is showing its existence i am showing my existence and my awareness to the world outside is the same way the world also showing the existence and awareness to myself so therefore prana the the, the brahma he he is the brahman who has identified with sarvabhudai vibhadi as the one which is in the every object as knowledge or awareness shining himself knowing that vidwan vivajan dinaj vijanan bavade na adivati now this word adivati is a very very apt word for a brahmavit adivada vada vadi means who speaks a lot adivadi means who talks too much about himself for he he has so many so much to talk but the one who has known the truth he becomes midavadi he speaks only little and what is required only he never talks more than what is that's why most of the time we will see such people are silent and they don't talk much outside to the world if a question is asked they will answer to that question and beyond that they have nothing more to say because they are seeing themselves in everything the person who has asked is temporarily asking a question because from his ignorance point of view but he knows that ignorance is because he has not thought about himself his real nature so he explains to as a as a guru and a shishya he can explain that but he never does the adivadam which is the case with most of the people who want to prom tom tom about their own success and glory he is the glory of the everything mahimanam his glory is beyond words and uh, comp- you know comprehension yet he doesn't tom tom about it he has nothing more to talk because to whom is going to talk he is sarvabhutai vibhadi he himself is shining in everything so to whom should whom can he tom tom about his experiences he can't talk at anything because he knows that is the experience of every person or every object in front of him it is there in them so why should i tell it to them so he doesn't talk much therefore he is na adivadi he is not as one who speaks not eloquent or not talks too much there is a beautiful mantra in the in the chandogya upanishad which which is almost similar in nature what does it say in the this is the dialogue between uh, narada and uh, sanat kumara so here he says that is the second mantra of the saptamadhyaya varda narada samvada athata atmadeshe etat etat etatmeivada tat parastat uparishtat atmadah paschadatma purastadatma dakshinadah atma uttaradah atma atmevegam sarvam iti saha va esha eva pashyanneva manvanam eva vijanan 
ఆత్మరతి ఆత్మక్రీడ ఆత్మమిథున ఆత్మానంద సస్వరాద్భవతి తర్వేషు లోకేషు కర్మచారో భవతి అత ఏ న అన్యథా విదూరన్ న విజ్ఞానన్ నాస్తే క్షేప్యే లోకే భవంతి ఏషా సర్వేషు లోకేషు కర్మచారో కామచారో భవతి వాట్ ఇస్ ఇట్ మంత్ర then atma desha he is the desha of atma he is in the world of atma himself he is available in the party then he is saying the same mantra which we saw it in the last pada paschadatma purastadatma dakshinadatma atma uttarada atma evegam sarvam he sees atma everywhere therefore sarvam iti sava esha evam pashyanneva whatever he sees is atman manvananeva what he thinks is atman vijananan whatever he thinks is also atma therefore atmarati atmakrida atmamithuna atmananda what is all activities are in atma there is nothing other than that he is and he is relishing himself he is playing with himself he is engaging with himself and he is in in the absolute happiness of his own therefore saswarad bhavadi he becomes the king of kings because the whole world is his like because everything is his every there is no everything other than him so he is in the world or he becomes the raja of for himself swarad means raja so swaraja means one he becomes a king of himself where everything is he himself tasya sarveshu lokeshu karma kamacharo bhavati for him there is nothing which cannot be desired nothing which can never be achieved because he is everything so he is he has no desire he is the desire he is the dis- desiring he becomes the desired one the desiring one and the desired one there is no difference so there is no therefore kamacharo bhavati therefore sarveshu lokeshu karmacharo bhavati so there is this in all the realms of experience whether it is through the eyes ears or our sarva lokeshu here means through every sense organ what he enjoys is himself his own nature is what he is seeing himself therefore he he is the swarat he is the king of himself he he is there is nobody else other than him who can challenge him he becomes a samrat so then he that is why he is called a brahma vidyam varishta he is the supreme most then in the fifth mantra this upanishad coming back to our upanishad what it says satyena labhya tapasahi esha atma samyak jnanena brahmacharyena nityam andasharire jyotirmayo hi shubram yam pashyanti yataha kshina doshah now he is telling here how did the bird, the other bird which was engaged in so much in the you know sensual enjoyments and everything after having come contact with the one who is abhishaka chiti anasnan how did he achieve that for himself so both becomes unified in one so before that how did he do he is being explained in this mantra satyena by truthfulness satyena labhya 
this can be achieved only by following what is truth here truth means yet na vyavacharati tat satyam that one which is changeless is only one which is truth anything which can change is not a truth because truth can never change itself so satyena labhyaha means by following what is changeless in the ever changing world what is that which you can follow as a truth in the ever changing world objects have name and form the change can happen in the name and form space time and uh, in a causation all those things can change but there is something which is unchangeable in all changes the substratum in which they appear the waves can change many times but the ocean doesn't change same way the name and form is appearing from that substratum in which the objects are exhibiting the quality of the substratum which is what existence and awareness it is showing the existence of the substratum and it is showing its own existence by way of awareness or its existence itself is the awareness by which everything every everyone will know its existence and this is not the nature of the nama and rupa or the name and form of an object because name and form are changing so that is un, they are untrue the name and form are untrue the truth in them is the existence and awareness so one who follows the satya for him he will get labhyaha he gets attains that in the name and form he sees the existence and the awareness of the objects tapasa hi esha atma to tapas tapas means here concentration of the mind when you when this is being told by the upanishad or the teacher you have to have a certain rest, you know methodology with which we can see the analysis if you are looking for the changes you are not looking at the changeless which is in the substratum whatever may be the substratum in which they are saying unless you start looking at the substratum by tapas by the austerity or the concentration of the mind we cannot see the atma atma means swarupa swarupa is what the existence and awareness in every object samyak jnanena by clear understanding this samya atmatyanam is samyatyanam there is no difference our own nature is how what is our own nature aham asmi aham vadi i know i exist and that knowledge of knowing that i exist is the shining of that thing so that knowing of my existence and my own knowing this is what is called the samyatyanam it is not the name i occupy nor the body nor the mind nor the intellect nor the sense organs or the world outside or the property family or wealth or anything they are all asatyam because they are all changing what is unchangeable in in me is my own existence and my own awareness as who i am same is the case with every object in the world outside so brahma the sadmyaknyanena atma and then he says brahmacharyena nityam brahmacharya here is austerities because you have to be after that knowledge of brahman 
which is there in every object also. So, Brahmani Charati, in the move in into the reveling of that existence awareness in every object that is what is called the brahmacharya and this can be done only by austerity if you are getting attracted by the name and form and the enjoyment of the name and form or the changes in them you are not going to attain the existence and awareness of the object it is just like you are surfing on the wave but you are not enjoying the beauty in the depth of the ocean these waves are not permanent some waves can give you a ride some waves cannot give you a ride so when it is giving ride you may enjoy when it is not giving a ride you may be sorrowful so it is not permanent so the one which is permanent is the ocean the beauty and the depth of the ocean or the beauty and depth of the knowledge of the existence is what is thing and how is it jyotirmayohi subraha and indeed it is in the form of pure brilliance pure brilliance means there is not a taint of darkness or a contamination in it that is the purity of knowledge when you know anything if you do are not having the doubt or a misconception or if you have understood it the knowledge is no more a knowledge of an object you become the knower and the knowing the knowing becoming the knowing is the jyoti then that is why it's called jyotirmaya maya mayat pratyaya is when there is nothing other than that when you know sornamayam when we say it is not 99.9999 even that 0.0041 is not there it's 100% that is prachurdyate mayat pratiya so jyotirmaya means in that brilliance pure brilliance what is exhibited by every object or every experience or every knowing is nothing but that purity of awareness that is called the jyotirmaya yataha one who has done yatanam means by practicing yatanam means to to know to yatnam from the word comes from that so one who with repeated shravana manana nididhyasanam after pure seeking by kshina dosha by removing what is the kshina dosha's impurities here the impurities is atnyanam you have no, no no knowledge about what is what is to be searched for or what is the what is you are to look for viparyam is viparida jnana what you what you look see that if you see an object if you are getting carried away by the beauty of the object and the name and form but do not see the the substratum of the reality of the existence and awareness of the object then you are thinking that object is the name and form and the color and the adjectives of the object that is called viparyam samshaya vipadeyam atnyana and doubt samshaya samshaya is what you are not sure that is existing or not or if there is anything called existence and awareness i am only able to see the name and form and the enjoyment of the object what are you talking about the existence and awareness i am not aware it so you have got a doubt whether what is being told by the teacher or the upanishad is it right or wrong so there are people who do not take the upanishad as thing they are the people who think that 
they are all archaic and old and there is no relevance to today this is thousands of years old you know some songs written by in sanskrit which today nobody is using that language a word does that word can be applied for it so there is some shame in those people mind whether this is useful or not so those are the people who are saying that what is all called the chena or the doshas and doshas and chena dosha is that the chayam of these doshas means the complete annihilation of these doshas when by yataya by yatnya or by the pure seeking aspect they see this reality of samyaktyanam which is there which is the experience of that one bird or that yati or the one who has been sitting without enjoyment in the world outside and he say na ativati he does is not a one who speaks a lot he just speaks what is required only mitavati and he is an atmarati atmakrida he who enjoys everything in himself he doesn't see anything other than even the person that is why they are also compassionate in nature because they see themselves in everyone sarvabhuta hridayata is the word used by the bhagavad gita they sarvabhutam means every creation their hitam the benefit of them or the betterment of them and riding for the betterment of every created object in the world is the nature of such people who are full of empathy love and you know karuna and that is the nature of those people therefore they don't talk much it is eluding from them their presence itself will give a tranquility and peace of mind for all of us that is the person who is the one who is sitting in the two trees one of them the other one who sees that understands the need of that and starts working for that and here it is thing now we'll stop here the next five verses are equally important starting with satyameva jayate so which is a very well known part of the mantra which is used everywhere we'll do that in the friday session thank you we'll stop here om purnamada purnamidam purnat purnamudachyate purnasya purnamadaya purnamevavashishyate om shanti 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 hari om shri gurubhyo namaha hari om dhanyavada namaskara uh hari om bindu ji that was uh, wonderful that um that's the first um upanishad where i felt like i was almost reading uh the sutras of patanjali so much of uh, non-duality on advaita it it has an abstract nature to it um this was so tangible for sadaks and people are looking for relief from the misery of of this world this um this pada you know clearly demonstrates a a path forward and out of uh, the muck that we find ourselves in so i found that uh really exhilarating um i'm not sure if that's my you know take but uh 
you know, anyone else, you know, got that, but, but there is a, a straightforward, uh, and simple, uh, path that is illuminated here. So, um, that was my take on it. So it was wonderful. So I guess we've got one more on Friday, uh, and that'll uh, finish off this, uh, Upanishad. So that's, uh, very simple and straightforward. Um, I've raised, uh, or I've opened the, um, the hand raising. So, um, please come up. Don't be shy. Um, any question is relevant and any question is welcome. Everything that you have to share is, uh, is welcome. Let's keep it, um, you know, focused on, on this, uh, scripture. And then, uh, we can open up another room and have a, a free flowing, uh, discussion about it, but I'll turn it over to Srinivas for now. And, uh, she'll be, um, uh, welcome to share her thoughts on, uh, on this. Please go ahead, Nitya. Adiyom, everybody. Uh, I don't think I'm good at summarizing like uh, Prasadji and Jatavedaji, but uh, I definitely would like to thank Aurobindoji for this walkthrough of the Mundaka Upanishad, uh, this session where he began by, uh, you know, referring to the lineage of the teachers, uh, Brahma, Tharva, Angirasa, and finally the student Shaunaka, saluting the tradition of the Rishis, which is so important for um, uh, you know, guidance to this unknown realm. And, uh, though, through the potent question of the student, Shaunaka, and that the teacher's very clear and empowering, uh, reply, which delineates and defines the nature of Brahman or reality, the, um, role of karma, uh, not condemning it at all, uh, uh, only saying that the role of karma and the role of upasana, which the Upanishad led us through, has its own limitations. And of course, um, through the repetition of this idea of the nature of reality variously, which is actually a technique of the Upanishad, avartanam, uh, the Upanishad leads us to what Aurobindoji again quoted today, the mantra, eighth mantra of the Canto 2, of Canto 2, which talks about um, rendering asunder the knot of the heart, which is a seat of desire, which impels us to seek delight outside, which at once um, throws light uh, as Brahman being uh, of the nature of Ananda. And the, the mantra after that, Natatra Surya Bhati, which actually affirms uh, and defines this light, taking our uh, mind to a point where, which is, uh, no light can be compared to that. That. The nature of reality of Brahman has been well delineated, but however, it, it was surprising to hear Aurobinduji talk about the third canto, uh, a little removed, slightly removed from the traditional interpretation, um, including that of Shankara, which is, uh, uh, more concerned and he talks about, he talked about it to us as, um, with, you know, as the palashuti or the result or the reward of studying this, um, text or any Upanishad for that matter. And this, um, where he brought to light that Shravana Mananani Dhyasana is to enable knowledge to shine forth. And, um, 
and that knowledge cannot come by action and the fantastic example of the two birds on the tree uh, which is there present in us one as a witness and one as um, mm, the self in involved in the enjoyments of the world outside and um, externally one may be a, you know and he pointed out that this was to um um understand that our mortal eyes cannot actually uh, recognize a master because he looks so ordinary from outside that the subjective state of a master is not on the surface for us to see so bindu ji has uh, reconnected it with the mantra from the first mundaka uh, of a per, uh, you know of a person who is an adept at para vidya and a person who is uh, known only the apara vidya or the inferior knowledge he connected it and he talks about the deluded jiva in the second mantra who is helpless but when he perceives the other birds seated there tranquil on the same branch not engaging in the activity around uh, tranquil and at peace is inspired to uh, by the uh, inspired like all of us are by the master men of a race then thus recognizing the self of all in one beyond the brahma yoni um which arbindo ji stressed beyond the source of creation because brahma this this state is beyond it is what he stressed and the source of create beyond the source of creation he too goes beyond merit and demerit and attains the sameness of the but if he pursues the spiritual and if he pursues the spiritual uh, in a dimension uh, such a man is an atma krida or uh, because he perceives himself as the only one who shines variously in all beings and then the fifth verse uh, explaining how he reaffirms the need for an inner condition the uh, a preparation let's say and enculturation so to say uh, through the practice of truth brahmacharya and the concentration of mind which uh, bindu ji defined as tapas so essential to be aware of the substratum which is the changeless truth uh, this concentration of uh, mind is necessary and he again emphasized the whole spiritual endeavor for a student of the upanishad um the purpose of the upanishads being only jiva brahma aikyam is shravana manana nididhyasana and not through any other activity hariyom that's all i understood thank you nitya srinivas namaste arbinda ji namaste nitya ji like the way you summarized it right now is actually very nice with uh, i loved it uh, your summary also and uh, arvind ji on friday when you said i'll be in for a surprise i was like i knew that some but today it was like really a great surprise like your whole take on the uh, two birds it really i i always as you know the the uh, pratyagatma and the jivatma uh, those interpretations only but uh, uh, relating it with the jivan mukta i thoroughly enjoyed it and yeah it's like uh, amazing and uh, yeah how it ties nicely back to the first guru parampara the upanishad started with and yeah i, I really first time i am hearing this this version of the 
two birds. So yeah, beautiful. I loved it. And <laughs> thank you very much. And yeah. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Arvindoji. That was really beautiful. And the two verses which I enjoyed the most were the one which the bird which was looking on the other bird and the the three point one point four that was the Kiani when he becomes totally silent and the all these all those words I never heard first time but uh, so those words Atma Krida Atma Rati all those words I mean. in other things they are not in my experience but when i first hear these type of words and when you talk about silence that was the part uh, that hit me the most thank you arvindo ji i'm really grateful we are all in depthful that we are i mean we are so lucky that we have you thank you once again Thank you, yes. Shraddhaji. Namaste, Arvindoji, Patrick ji, and Vidya ji. Thank you so much. The session was so good. I felt like the questions which I had the other day, all questions were getting answered here. Like as if this, uh, I mean, today's session was just for me. I felt because like all the definitions of Jeevan Mukta and why the person still is living, like uh, it's all about like yours. I mean, it's not about a person. It's about the. Uh, atma which is mukt and so it doesn't matter like if even if you are living your life and i mean i was always confused with like why then all the karmas are still there that's why the person is living and all those things that was like cleared out very nicely apart from like what others mentioned about the two birds thing that was indeed like so beautifully put here so thank you thank you so much thank you shruta in fact she was this uh, this approach of two birds i have been nourishing these thoughts and even asked my guru about it why not the problem is that they could not think beyond tradition to see a different uh, aspect of explaining it Uh, maybe because the you know conditioning which we have been uh, taught by our guru in this but i felt that you know if we do not bring it to the today's uh, scientific minded people the same because upanishad can explain itself in thousand ways what it shines for the individual is totally up to the individual making a connection with the words of the upanishad and from the first time when i heard i heard it maybe in the seven in the late 70s when chinmayanand ji took the muntaka upanishad in one of the classes from that time i i was not able i was not accepting this jivatma paramatma in the one word one tree and all those things because the tree was explained as you know world then how can be the two birds same say and in the same body there is no way i could connect that from the upanishad words because there are two birds very clearly say dwa dwav suparna dwa suparna means dwa suparnau in the proper sanskrit 
it will very clearly say there are two different bodies so how can it, in when the vriksha cannot be taken as a body because vriksha has been always told as the samsara so i was thinking about it and i have asked this to many of the teachers who have been who have come across but all of them have said that you know if you read the subsequent mantras also you will find that it is referring to jivatma paramatma but i went through the subsequent following and i could relate to my explanation which which it you know it it's shining on my face that it is talking about the paravidya paravidya as a result and philosophy and that is how it is thing and one who has learned the paravidya has become one with the paramatma yatmaradi atmakrida nadivadi all those things is is the nature of the one who has studied the paravidya so from that point of view i knew that i i will stick to what is appealing to me and it is not wrong because the sanskrit words and the meanings are i'm not talking twisting the words i'm using the same words in the right meaning only which are appearing but the explanatory part is from what i feel felt myself that's why i made this change yeah yeah it is beautiful because i i see you uh, solving most of the people's questions right like uh, especially the elements uh, like this theme of jeevan mukta uh, it's very ingrained in you i, I can see that uh, like even the normal questions when people ask when i just listen to you it's a very it's a very great thing that the basically the bhakti on the guru parampara and this uh, one person looking at the other jeevan mukta and learning I, i think this is a very great theme in which you generally answer that mod it's very nice actually uh, beautiful a lot of what i've read it, it i mean this was my comment when i opened is that it becomes very abstract for people but i i saw this is the first upanishad that i've you know come across this way in 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 our in the four that we've you know, tackled is is that there's things that we can do to to help this process there was i, I remember hearing a monk say something that there was instead of saying namaste uh a monk will see another monk and say some i don't know what the phrase is um bindaji but it's it's something like um is your mirror clean uh you know is, is your mirror polished and and that is a way i don't know if you know that that little phrase but what i understand it to be is that there's really there's a divinity that takes over and that there's very little we can do we can read and do all of this but unless the mirror is polished and unless we're cleaning that mirror right, this enlightenment the moksha whatever you know self realization whatever you want to call it it's very difficult to attain without that clarity and the cleanliness and and as a yogi i feel like my own um evolution is the understanding that i can read all i want that's you know the and listen shravana but there has to be there's a role that i'm playing in this and i'm finding now that it it's an important role that the purity of mind is uh it's essential uh you know the conversations that we have if 
if if we're if we're not clean and we're we're not a reflection of that um, that inner awareness, then the mind is not going to be able to comprehend this. So I don't know if I'm articulating this properly, but do you know about this, Binduji, the This phrase about you know the mirror being cleaned or when you greet somebody. Uh, I heard about it, but I don't know the phrase. I don't remember it now. But I have heard this as this uh, narration of you know. So do you you when we talk about this, it's like this is there is a role we can play. Do you not feel that this this particular um, passage illuminates that 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 we can be playing a, a more active role instead of just reading that 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 clarity of mind comes you know from from cleaning the mind and having a prepared mind yes shuddha sattva that the upanishad says no yataha siddha shuddha sattva in this clear intellect only this can shine and that is the time when that that aspect of oneness and where you don't feel the separation from the second you can be you know afraid of but when you don't have anything other than you then why you are always in an amrita manandamaya rupam so so that that aspect comes as a natural fallout of the knowledge not as not as an effort of any forced identification of objects and world as you know i should think like that no you we can never get that even if we force it with any 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 expect you know even with the explanation like in the there are atoms of electron not on neutron so everything is the same we should see everything as that doesn't happen but the moment we look at that as an existence and an awareness that becomes much more clearer and easy to understand and transact at that level rather than getting into the you know the subatomic particles and seeing everything as subatomic particles appearances are only delusional that, 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 that those things even if the scientist know who knows it cannot practice it but the moment you know that existence and awareness is the nature or the swarupa it is not talking about what matter it is made out of it is it is the substratum or the reality in which existence itself of objects itself is coming that makes only possible when that clarity of understanding and the knowledge has to become your being so the knowing and being are not two so different things you become the knowledge or you are the knowledge by nature you, what what is your nature you can only say i am knowing therefore i am the knowledge the knowledge of the object the knowing of myself is the beginning of it and that is there in every every atom every object the name and form can be different but don't don't they also have that experience of existence and awareness of existing they every one of us have got same is the case with animals and birds and rocks and trees and water and birds in you name it 
everyone has that sense of being existing and that existence itself is the existence of and is exhibiting as awareness that oneness when it it dawns on you you don't need anything else to shine or explain you you don't find the difference separatedness anymore see on this polishing one thing i wanted to say is <clears throat> like just now shraddha ji said it feels like this whole session was for me to answer my questions and i think day before day yesterday or something you were saying that what is the probability that i woke up with this question and in the inner dimension room we are discussing the same thing so i think i think that is that is related to polishing because when you are i think <clears throat> the general cliche is, is that when you are ready the whole universe is telling you the same truth or it is for you only it is answering your questions so this beautiful yeah. so this beautiful feeling that this session feels as if it is for me it is for answering my that is that actually happens it happened to me also like any like i would have a question and some random book or some random youtube video is answering that question it is it actually implies that we are here in polishing or that synchronicity that you mentioned right that happens so that is very beautiful <laughs> it's often mistook like it it goes and people say attraction and frustration but uh, at this level it is it is your sattva getting improved and uh, you are being more in synchronicity and everyone will be readily will be ready to answer your questions as if the whole world is working for you kind of Yeah, beautiful. I'll, yeah, I'll have to look at there's a passage that I remember reading years ago about the whole universe conspiring uh to smack you across the face. And and it's like that when you become uh when you you're more in sync with things uh the revelations are more clear. Things are things just flow. Um but also, you know, the people around you as well are are enabling that. There's a there's a much bigger truth that that illuminates um which of course is is that uh, undivided um unity the undivided reality we're we're given this clear impression by everything that we know and and everything that we're taught that there is this separateness all of the different faces in this room and and when that when that illusion starts to break down the truth in in every different form starts to reveal itself naturally and without in the effort but for me like what i i did a uh, a webinar uh last week with uh Rupert Spira uh i had met him a couple of times at conferences and and he was you know really lovely and i wanted to experience kind of in a in a live session other than you know on the stage or all these videos that you know that he's doing and uh you know he did a nice short meditation um but the the question and answer period was marked by uh and a no criticism um because i have my own trauma as a human being but the entire session of question and answer there was really nothing on advaita uh and on dualism it was people um you know asking him about strategies on uh you know cleaning the mirror i mean it was all trauma why am i having this experience and you know why is this reoccurring and 
you know, um, all of the whatever it's, you know, death in the family and this interfering with it was, it was just the whole discussion was taken up, you know, for almost two hours of these people, of these questions. And, and so, you know, for me, looking at this is the, the way I take this and, you know, reading today is, is that there is an active role that we play um, in, in our own, and this, you know, maybe Nitiji will talk a little bit more because, there is a there are different schools of Advaita. Um, uh, there is an integrated, you know, path as well. And and when I listen to the discussions of people talking about you know that direct path, I think the Upanishads are are the is the direct path, yeah. the direct method. You know, yeah, like sorry, you can't get any faster than this. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, just just a small comment. Sorry for interrupting. So basically two things I wanted to mention is like one thing is <clears throat> the problem is this like yeah everybody has traumas and everybody's trying to polish the mirror but right now just now in the Upanishad they finished and even Nityaji the final uh, resounding things that are <laughs> resounding in my ears is Shravana Manana Nididhyasana is the only way and like the way Arbindaji exp- explained ka- that karma the other things which you are trying to pol- clean up the mirror so that is actually the core of uh, so you are polishing the mirror by doing Shravana Manana Nididhyasana and so that is that is almost paradoxical because should you do Shravana Manana Nididhyasana when you, when your mirror is clean because some people have we have some prerequisites right everybody cannot probably understand this philosophy so that means there is some extent of cleanliness already required when you want to step in here but then once you have access to this resource there is nothing that polishes the mirror better and in fact at least since i follow the school of advaita it's knowing the technique how to clean <laughs> clean your if it comes to that how to clean your karmas or whatever you think there is no other way and the, the only way to do it is um, the Shravana Manadhyasana. And one last thing I wanted to say is, again, remembering the shloka that came today, that Atma Krida Atma Rati is also relatable to this because who is asking the question and who is answering? Like morning you wake up with the question and somebody is answering it. So that is that itself is one way of nice way which the Upanishad is still. This asking question and giving an answer is a game, is like a krida. And uh, yeah, so that, that those two I wanted to mention. And yeah, that's where I think uh, uh, the the practice, like everybody thinks Advaita is just a philosophy, that it has no practical value. Uh, it is just dreaming and armchair philosophers. But but there is one you dip your toe into this and get some far you'll know that this is the most practical thing that is going to like like you said just now how your questions are being answered how you can feel your mirror get so it it is the most practical thing also though at some levels it might look to be impractical or just some uh, mayavada or whatever they call it but yeah i just wanted to say that it has lot of practical value and nothing cleans up like this kind of yeah there's a there's a there's a there's a cleaning that takes place naturally through the through just the the shravana that listening to uh, the truth uh, it's impactful but you know like when we talk about you know other other methods and that it's very simple and if you just listen to this or look at it this way it, it's not going to make any difference it's like taking a crack addict or an alcoholic through through therapy um, to, to deal with that. I mean, it, it doesn't just happen. 
you know, there's methodology with people, the trauma, you know, going through taking a, you know, a, a child that's, you know, been beaten and abused and all of the nonsense, you know, garbage that goes on in that, you know, that horrible upbringing that that doesn't just get like swept away with a lecture or reading something. There's a process. Everyone is different and everyone needs a different uh, experience in order to help reveal that truth. That's my, that's my, I mean, I may be wrong and I'm not, I'm not claiming this. I yeah, yeah, but that, that is covered in the Nididhyasana portion, right? That process yeah, yeah, for sure. need Absolutely. not be a specific process. Like, for example. No question. I'm not disagreeing at all. Yeah, because. Just saying. Everyone, everyone requires a different uh, strategy in order, slightly different. Yeah, but I agree. and it yeah. is naturally given, right? And it is naturally given. Everybody has work, family. uh blah 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 friends enemies and they are so yeah. unique like your dna so those are the karmas which in in injunction with this shravana manana that is the practice which is cleaning you up uh, and just having another practice is okay i'm not against it or something but naturally nature has given each of us a role to do uh, a family to take care or a job to do and in in conjunction with the nididhyasana that that itself will do lot of cleaning up but uh, yeah there might be other ways also not against them or anything can we move to the other room patrick yeah, yeah, totally this topic Yeah, I'll go open that right now. Thanks, uh, everyone, for joining. And uh, Nitya, uh, are you, Bindo, do you want Nitya to do um, uh, chanting or or uh, with with anything or no? I can play also. Nitya, oh, cool. you want to say anything? Something more to, to contribute? I wanted to tell, um, uh, you know, like Shravana Manana Nididhyasana. Uh, is a is itself a sadhana, like Shrinivasji was saying, because we are given the highest faculty is the discriminating intellect, and we are using that instead of focusing it on gross objects outside, we are using it for the inner change, and therefore, uh, Shravana Manana Nididhyasana cannot be taken lightly. We are using the highest faculty given, and we are using it for a pole vaulting beyond all faculties so and shravana and all you must ask bindoji to give us a lecture on just shravana which our teacher taught us it is just beautiful it is not information at all it is actually a transmission and to receive the transmission you and i have to have a previous uh, what do you call inner refinement that's all i have to say beautiful i love yeah, that yeah yeah beautiful thank you so much thank you all